0: Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within, to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening, to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers.
1: Welcome back, fellow explorers. Good to have you. I am Jonathan Robinson. I'm here with my trusty sidekick and co host, Brian Tom O'Connor. And the subject for today is the future and how there isn't one, Um, and how our relationship with the future impacts whether or not we awaken and to what extent that we awaken. So, all things about our relationship with the future, and what it means to live in the now and not the future. But when we mentioned this topic, uh, Brian, there were various thoughts you had, but I'll ask you for your first off
0: riff on the future. Well, actually, it's pretty revolutionary, culturally speaking. Our entire culture is really based upon the future. It's based upon getting ahead. It's based upon achieving success. It's based upon becoming our best selves or achieving status or pretty much our entire lives revolve around plans, thoughts, imaginings of the future. So it's pretty revolutionary to say that, A, the future doesn't exist. Well, of course, we know it doesn't exist. Neither does the past. But the revolutionary part is to think that perhaps all of this attention to the future all of these this hoping dreaming and imagining might actually be an obstacle to awakening to our true nature here and now yeah you know
1: different cultures have different time orientations now, of course certain different people do too but america is probably one of the most future based cultures Now, some cultures are much more past-based. You know, even in Europe, they have more of a past, and they look more in the past. Um, And some cultures are more now-based. In fact, in the 60s, a lot of people were much more now-based. You know, live for today, don't worry about tomorrow. And now we've gone back to this idea that the American dream or the American nightmare, depending upon which way you look at it, is tomorrow will hopefully be better than today. And when people, uh, because of politics or, or money situation or, or health, don't feel that tomorrow will be better than today, a lot of them start to feel hopeless because it's like all our eggs are in that basket. And what do you do when that basket is not looking so good. Well, there is an alternative, and it's called, uh, what's it called? The present. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew I had forgotten something. (laughs) Now? Yeah, now, now, yeah. Well, that old inconvenient thing. (laughs) And that's actually our relationship to now a lot of the times, is now is kind of an inconvenience to get to a better future. And when that's your time orientation, you miss... Awakening, you miss awareness, you miss peace, you miss love, all those stupid little things that really
0: we don't care about much in this culture. That's right. Uh, and even you mentioned that back in the 60s, we were more focused on on the now. Even then, we were just paying lip service to it. Um, uh, we were, um, you know, being in the now and enjoying the present. But, uh, you know, I think part of the... Um, emphasis on uh, pleasure was a way of covering up some pain in the present Mm -hmm. Um, because the present is not all love, happiness, peace, and joy. Eventually it is love, happiness, and peace, and joy. The only way to love happiness and peace and joy is through the present. However, if you are not willing to look at the pain the emotions, the suffering, the sadness, the anger—that's happening right now. You're not going to be able to go through the present to the peace and joy.
1: Yeah, the present has its uh, has its pluses and minuses, and we decided, uh, eh, let's just throw it out altogether and go for some future fantasy. Right, and that's largely what we've done as a culture and as individuals. And it affects our whole orientation with spirituality. You know, I was in a spiritual group for a lot of years, and I think this is true of a lot of spiritual groups or practices, that if you do this practice enough, someday in the future, you will have peace. And there's something to say about that. You know, if you're screwed up, it might be that you need to do some therapy or If you meditate long enough, you probably get better at it. But I think that whole orientation has also come with a price. And the price is that our relationship with the present is kind of like, well, of course it's not so great now because I haven't been meditating for more than five years. So, of course I can't awaken now. And the reality is that even in a situation where, like me where I've been meditating for 40 years now, I still have that thought process going, well, I can't awaken now because I just got to do X, Y, and Z, and then maybe then I can awaken. And and you can take that all the way to death. And in fact, some religions, they do. Well, of course, you aren't having a good experience now. It only happens after you die in the future, and it gets more and more ludicrous. And then it in some Hindu traditions, well, the next lifetime is not going to do it for you. 5,000 lifetimes from now, then you can awaken.
0: And it goes on and on. That's right. But that's why I think the premise of this podcast is really so important, because awareness is here now. It is always here. Sometimes we don't notice it. Many times there are veils in front of it, including our imaginings of the future. But. Awareness allows everything to be as it is, and it is here now. It never goes away, and the only time you can fully experience it, and not just experience it, but know yourself as awareness, is right now when you allow everything to be as it is, and you simply turn your attention back to the context in which all the content appears. Yeah,
1: that's uh, it's it's a very simple formula, and we like complex. So, you know, it's it's pretty simple. Yeah. And one of the things in terms of talking about the future is just to see how slippery it is. First of all, we're programmed from our childhood and our parents and society and the entire cultural stream we're in is focused that way. But that soon affects how we look at everything. And uh, just to tell you a funny story, the other day I was contemplating the phrase, there is no future. And, you know, when you contemplate a phrase, you're really trying to dive deep into it and really get it on a very deep level. And the good news is, as I just kind of thought about this and was contemplating it, I was really getting it. Like, there is no future. Now is the only thing that has ever existed in my entire friggin' life. And it's starting to hit me as a revelation. I'm starting to get really excited about it. And then I have the thought, I need to do this in our next uh, podcast. I need to do this in my next seminar. I start thinking about how I'm going to uh, present it in my next seminar. And then I start laughing hysterically because now I'm <laughs> back in the future. <laughs> Of course, exactly. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yep. Yeah, I um came upon a book that I like. Uh, maybe we'll interview her someday by a woman named Jan Fraser. Who had a rather sudden awakening, and she wrote a book called, um, what's it called? The something of being. The uh anyway, I'll get the title. You'll get the title. The, se- freedom the, the freedom of being.
0: The of being by the, the freedom, freedom of being by Jan yeah. Fraser.
1: Yep. And one of the things I liked about this book was it was kind of like a harangue. You know what a harangue is? <laughs> sure. Harangue and it's not, is, not
0: the stuff you put on top of a uh, uh, lemon pie? No, no, no. That's a slightly different. Oh, that's meringue. A harangue. Yeah, yeah right. okay. Yeah, that's like a hectoring. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so um, this was a harangue about how there is no future. And she takes every one of your ideas about You know, you're going to progress spiritually, or that someday, or even the idea of hope. She said, you're better off hopeless. Hope means that things will be better in the future, and you have to, like, it's like taking quills out of your uh, body. You have to, like, take all these beliefs out of you until you're—you have no hope in the future, until you— have no belief in the future, and you're just right saying, okay, this is it. In fact, one of the things she says, or one of the things I realize, is that right now is the most important moment of my entire life. And you can use that as a mantra right now, anytime. Right now is the most important moment of your entire life. Because whatever happened before was happened, it's gone, no impact, unless you want it to have impact now. It's just a memory. The future will never actually happen, because then it will be the present. So this statement really could be used as a technique. Right now is the most important moment of my life, and what relationship would I like to have with it? Well, the most common relationship I notice I have with the present is that it's kind of an
0: inconvenience. You know what I mean by that? Absolutely. There's something in the way of getting what I want in the future. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so whatever I'm doing now, including uh, this podcast, it's like later I'm going to really do the thing, you know, whatever it is. You know, or I'm doing the dishes now so I can blank, so I can then blank, so I can blank. And I remember having a conversation with Shanti at one of his retreats, and I told him this condition, and we all laughed about it, and he said, it's very common, but what's the thing that you're trying to do in the end? What's, what's all this an inconvenience towards? Like, what's the end goal you're trying to get to? Yep. I, I realized I had two. Yep. One was being awake, and two was an orgasm. you know so it might be that i can go out and have a wonderful time with my wife so then we can feel really connected so then we can uh go to bed so then we can have sex so then i can have an orgasm that was one approach the other approach was i'm meditating why am i meditating so i can awaken? Why am I doing this podcast to help me to awaken? Why am I getting my room clean? So if my room's clean, then everything gets placed, so then I can sit down and I can feel peaceful, and then I can awaken. But, of course, um,
0: really the only time you can awaken is now. Absolutely. And not only is now the only time you can awaken, but what you are looking for, what you've been searching for with the deepest longing of your heart is here now. I mean this is radical. What if you what if it was absolutely here now? What if nothing that you are going to get in the possible future awakening is something added to your experience? What if that is actually simply here, but you haven't noticed it yet yeah. Even noticing, not <laughs> noticing it yet, implies the future. Exactly, so, okay, exactly. Let's forget about noticing it sometime in the future. Right now, it's here. It's, it's here now. It's so joyful. It's so fantastic. It's so wonderful. Why wait? Well, it's all programming. It's all
1: momentum. <laughs> when I go against that, the first thing I notice is it almost feels like I'm being pushed from behind, being pushed forward. You know what I'm talking about? By something other than yourself? Well, I guess I would call it myself and my mind and my momentum. Mm -hmm. um, Desires. Desires, yeah. Conditioning. All that. And so when I try to focus on the now, that's the first thing. I notice is this this momentum, and I almost have to go against that. The first thing is, really, I experience resistance. It's like trying to stop a car.
0: Yeah, of course, of course you're going to feel that. But that's what's happening now. You don't have to resist that. You don't even have to make that stuff go away. Right. None of that stuff you have to get rid of. And that's a key to be
1: with what is fully, even if what is
0: is unpleasant. That's right. That is the key, and that is part of the revolutionary part of it. Be with whatever is arising now, even if it's unpleasant. Even if you're resisting. You're resisting. Can yes. you stop resisting,
1: resisting? That's, that's a very important concept. Can you welcome, embrace resistance? Because as you put on the brakes of this future momentum, one of the things that will become very apparent very quickly is this resistance. And if you resist the resistance, you're back in the future. Okay. So you have to embrace the resistance uh, for a little bit. And as you embrace it, it tends to change, and then you can finally be with the peace underlying all our emotional and thought
0: conditioning. Yes. As a matter of fact, that's what it is. It's a big yes to what's happening now. Mm -hmm. And the old cliche, what you resist persists, is true in this context. It is. It is. You know,
1: in my seminars, I ask people to define what their relationship is with their to-do list. I assume you have one?
0: No. Yeah, right. You're the only person on earth then. Well, I have things to do, but Uh I don't make a list of them. I don't write them down. I don't, you know, but yes, there are things to do. Yeah, you have it in your head. I, okay, I'll grant you that That uh, maybe there's a form of a to-do list in my head. Sure, uh-huh. yeah, things I'm going to I, do today. Yeah. I have mine on paper. Some people have
1: it in their computer, some people in their head. And a lot of times that relationship is kind of one of master-servant, where it's the master and you're the servant. And what I think is important is to have more of a... A relaxed relationship with it yes like there's two worlds there is the world of the future, you know, the world of things that we need to do and and preparing for the future, but there's also the world of the present, and for a lot of us, the weight of our hope and the weight of our energy is very much on this future world, which is made
0: up, yes. But, of course, one has to make plans if you want to do anything. I mean, there's a certain practicality to making plans for the future that that we can't really avoid, and it's not even necessary to avoid that. But there are two important things to know. One is that as we're making a list, we're making it now. As we're doing the things on the list, we're doing it now. As we're planning for a trip and deciding when we have to leave and packing, we're packing and we're planning Now, But the second thing, and it's even more important, is that when we talk about futuring and how it veils the happiness of the present, we're actually a lot of times talking about our emotional life, which is far more um, important than the practical life, because most of the strategies to avoid the present have to do with getting rid of a feeling that we're having now, or Mm -hmm. preventing a feeling we've had in the past that we're afraid of, or getting a feeling that we had that we like and yeah the emotional aspect of allowing what is arising is is far more important than worrying about all that practical stuff that stuff you know when you get the emotional stuff moving freely through you the practical stuff starts to take care of itself
1: and to do that it goes back to the can you allow what is to be there and open to it that if you can do that it
0: changes your orientation in life it really does you start to notice when you're tensing and clutching against the feelings that you don't want and you say well you know could could i allow this to be here Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean it's going to be here forever as a matter of fact when you're totally relaxed and totally allowing things don't stick around as long they come they go right right like clouds passing through the sky and you're the sky
1: you know, also in my seminars, even in my personal uh, coaching and counseling with people, I often ask them, so what's your excuse for not awakening now? <laughs> and it's an interesting question, because people can then go into and dissect those things. So let me try it with you, Brian. What's your excuse for not awakening right now? I
0: absolutely have no excuse for not awakening now. I'm, What's your reason that you're not fully awakened now? Who says I'm not? Uh, I'm just guessing. Well, let's say if that were true, uh huh. it is the idea that something has to be different in the future. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, most of the time, Yeah, I do sometimes think about it's worrying about the future. It's fear. It's obsessing about certain things that might happen. It's You know what it is? I guess for me, it's um, trying to be safe. Trying to be safe. Yeah.
1: For me, it's a little bit different. For me, it's more of a, as soon as I blank, then I can awaken. So as soon as um, I'm done with this podcast, which I'm now doing then I can relax into pure beingness or as soon as I clean my room or as soon as um, I have more money or as soon as I get this relationship all set up or as soon as I uh, meditate, you know, it's, it's a constant if only which the mind is doing, if only this, if only that, then I can awaken. And it, it, of course it never stops. It's, it's, You know, it goes on for infinity,
0: and it's really just a trick of the mind. Yeah, yeah. I just have found that lessening and lessening and lessening over the past months and and years. That I I, I just, you know, if, if I were to stop and say, well, do you want to become awakened? I... I tend to not think about it in as a future event so much anymore because it seems to me that there is it's like a portable awakeningness that travels with me wherever I go. It's just so available all the time that I can just drop into it any time. And so I'm much less because because it's because my experience is that it's just so damn dependable. I I, mm-hmm. I I don't think about something happening in the future so much anymore. Yes, a little, you know, of course we all do. Nobody's perfect, but I don't know. It just seems different. It's like, um, like I remember one, one person was asking Pamela Wilson, one of the first spiritual teachers I studied with, they said, what do you think about sacred spaces? And she said, I believe in the portable sacred space Mm. that you carry around with you. And, and futuring is the same as that. The thing that you dearly most want and love is not in the future. It's portable. It's with you wherever you go at any time at the drop of a hat. Well, you know,
1: I agree that it is. And what I have found for myself is that the thoughts of the future, the if only uh, type of thoughts still happen, but my relationship with them has changed. Ah, so, so they don't get me the way they used to. Yes. It's like a stream of, yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, uh, sometimes I actually say it out loud, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just, the mind does its thing, uh, it's kind of crazy, it's kind of, I don't have control over it, but I know that if I sink into this moment, that's where peace is, so I take more moments throughout the day to do that, and sometimes it's not peaceful, sometimes it's unpleasant, and I allow that to happen as well. But it's taken that I I decided to take less direction from the
0: mind, less believability of it. That's so good. And I think that's such great advice to our listeners, because everybody can do that. Everybody Mm -hmm. can look at the mind and just say, blah, blah, blah. Like, like there's Jonathan's mind again, futuring again. Or there goes Brian worrying about his stuff again. I mean, we can all do that and, and realize that that's just what it does. In fact, it's its job. It's not going to stop doing that because we're spiritual. It's going to keep on doing that. But when we give it less weight and we take it less seriously, as you were just describing, then it's easier to drop into the present.
1: Speaking of the present... Yes. is now a good time to guide our our listeners from the future back into the present where they already
0: are sure this would be this would be good i have a uh, a guided meditation called uh, the releasing the future meditation great i look forward to it all righty let's go then first take a slow easy deep breath and allow any tension to fall away as you drift into relaxation. Now, let's start with some hard questions. Have you ever imagined yourself becoming enlightened? Have you ever imagined yourself awakening to truth or cosmic consciousness or oneness or whatever you have imagined awakening to be? Have you ever imagined that you will be different from the way you are now when enlightenment or awakening happens? Have you ever imagined that your problems will disappear at that magical point in the future? Have you ever imagined that all your personality flaws will dissolve when you become one with the universe and realize your true nature? Have you ever imagined that all the parts of yourself that you don't like now will somehow change at some point in the future? What if all these future imaginings we're the obstacles to awakening right now after all the only time you can awaken is right now you can't awaken in the future the future doesn't exist and it never will but the idea that things will be different in the future when we awaken is the very thing that veils reality it's a virtual reality that only happens in the matrix of your mind So just for the duration of this brief meditation, can you let go of those ideas of being different sometime in the future? Just for now, can you allow yourself to be exactly the way you are at this moment? I know that it's easier to imagine a better, more enlightened you sometime in the future than it is to face all the sides of you that you're eager to hide, or to face all the emotions that come up when you look inside at whatever you don't picture as being perfect or spiritual or awakened. It's harder to simply look at the way you are right now than it is to imagine everything being better in the future. But the problem is that the very thing that you hope with all your heart will happen in the future can only be realized right now when at least temporarily you drop all hope that the future will be any different from the present what if just for now you had no plan for the future whatsoever What if, just for now, you had no intention about anything whatsoever? Could you allow yourself, just for now, to simply notice whatever sensations, feelings, or emotions that are arising within you right now? Notice your body and feel the sensations that are arising right now. Notice whatever sounds are arising right now. Notice your emotions and all the feelings that are arising right now. Notice any desires that are arising right now. And watch very carefully for the strategies that arise to change these feelings, to change the ideas about yourself and what you want to become. Instead, look deep inside at that silent, wordless, concept-free, future-free spaciousness that is at the core of your being. That pure knowingness that has known all of your experience and has never changed ever since you were a little kid, even before you had any words. Hang out there. And by there I mean here. Because it's the only thing that's always here. and it's the only thing and of course it's not really a thing it's pure experiencing now period here period this period now Here. This. This is you. This is awakening. This is enlightenment. This is happiness. This is peace. Right here now, without words, without concepts, is awakening itself. The pure ground of being. Awareness itself. Simply erase any ideas, or thoughts, or images, or pictures, or hopes for the future, and just rest. Rest as awareness. Rest as the background of all experience. Rest as the ground of being. Rest as your true nature, which is clear, infinite, open, allowing, simple. Now, here, this. And when you're ready, take another easy, deep breath and open your eyes. Thank you.
1: I always find it interesting how after a little bit of resistance of stopping momentum, and going through that kind of weird phase of between two worlds the world of the future and the world of now uh that you can kind of slip into the hot tub of nowness oh i love and, that and enjoy the full radiance of being oh yes uh, but you have to go through that that little in between phase sometimes
0: yeah absolutely me too there's that little resistance like you know that little thing that says well can i just sit down and just be for a minute then that says no why don't you why don't you um, just one more thing yeah why don't you accomplish something first why don't you or or why don't you you know play a game on your phone or (laughs) something like that right right that was great brian oh
1: thank you and um staying in the well also staying in the now and talking about the future. So Yeah. You know, um obviously we do this every couple of weeks and we hope you tell other people about it so that we can create more of this focus of nowness in our Awareness Explorers family, surrounding yourself with people who put focus, energy, time, even money towards these ideas of
0: true and lasting peace. Yes. Beautifully put. Thank you, Jonathan.
1: Anything else before we go off exploring this peace in the world of... uh, In the imagined world of futurism? (laughs) No, I'm pretty content. Okay. Well, keep it up till next time. Feel free to email Brian or I or ask about our coaching or listen to the meditations and all those things. As I said earlier, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But make sure, most of all, that you keep exploring.
0: Yeah, keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And we'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends, because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.